Welcome to the Chance by Chance podcast. This is Chance Gilliam, and today's episode was recorded in July of this year, 2019, at the annual Summer Writers Workshop at the Paris American Academy in Paris, France. Um, the guest is a New York-based musician, singer, songwriter. She's working on putting out her first major release through Mashi Mashi Records. Everyone, without further ado, please welcome to the show, Charlotte Rose Benjamin. Charlotte, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here in the lovely Paris. I mean, we met by happenstance. We're both at this writer's workshop. Mm-hmm. You had a show earlier today. Yeah, I did. Through So Far Sounds. Through Sound. So Far Sounds, well, yeah. What is uh, the history of your involvement with them? I played my first So Far show this winter. My manager, Alan Bozozzi, who's great, booked me a show with them. We played two shows in New York, and then um, this whole like Europe trip kind of like really serendipitously happened where... Um, I booked this Paris show, and then this London label was interested, and then I happened to be going to Paris already, and then it was like, oh, I'll just go from London to Paris and play shows there as well, so it like really all worked out so perfectly. And you were telling me earlier that the trip overall was brought about just by wanting a, a change of pace? Yeah. Um, it was probably like February in New York, which is like... You know, I mean, February anywhere is, like, not a fun time to be alive. I was just, like, in my apartment, like, cold and, like, sad. I was watching, um, I watched the Ethan Hawke, like, Paris, the, the you know, the trilogy. You know what I'm talking about? No, um, I don't actually. <laughs> it's, trilogy. like, midnight. There's, like, three different movies, and one is, it's midnight in Paris, or not midnight in Paris, it's something else. It's, um... Before sunrise, before sunset, before sunset. There's like three different movies, and the second one, they're in Paris. The first one's in Vienna, the second one's in Paris. I was watching the second one, and it's like Paris in the summertime, and it's beautiful. And I've always, always wanted to go to Paris. Um, and I, yeah, I just I wanted newness. So then I, I, and I, I wanted to write. I had been um, like writing songs forever, but felt compelled like this year this year and last year I'd been just kind of like writing I'm always journaling kind of like um stream of consciousness th- like things whatever's on my mind but I like I want to be um held accountable more to like write something and there's no no one is like no one's doing that for me anywhere else so I thought it would be a good a good combination and a good way to like like you were saying have structure while I'm here yeah some some limited structure like yeah. i mean the class has been like pretty intense so far we're just a week into it but yeah. um well for i haven't been very good about going off <laughs> well, see, that's, that's exactly the thing is like you can do as little or as much as yeah. you want to and, yeah. and there's no wrong or right way to do it it's like just whatever you're looking for and and what works for you it seems like yeah i um, really like that about it yeah and uh Speaking of not going to school, you dropped out of college. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is which is interesting to me, having also not gone to college. Yeah. Do you want to tell people a little about the the decision that you made at that time to yeah. start pursuing music and leave academia? Music was always something that I kind of... It came to me nat- really naturally, and my dad was a musician, so, like performing back home was always something that was really easy for me to do because he was just playing gigs all the time so I would just like sit in on his shows and like 
I just, it, it was kind of something that I, like, don't remember not doing. Um, but then, you know, like, high school came along, and then everyone was, everyone's going to college. It doesn't seem like it's an option, really, if you want to, like, be, like, a person in the, in the world. You kind of have to go to college, is what they tell you. So, um, I went to Marymount Manhattan College my freshman year, really just because I wanted to be in New York. I didn't know what I wanted to study, so I was, like, an undeclared major, and I did a bit of creative writing there. I didn't like it. I just didn't like being in school. I've never really liked being in school. And then, um... Why? I don't know. I think I'm not a good... I'm not good at, like, learning that way. I'm not good at, like, sitting in a classroom. Yeah. It's Which is ironic because we're, like, here together on a workshop where we're sitting in classrooms for most of the day. But <laughs> I think <laughs> I think a work... Like, a writing workshop is, like, more of a creative... I don't know. I'm just not... It, I, have anx- I have classroom anxiety. I'm just really not good at it. And when it's you know, one month within, like, several years of not going to class totally, otherwise. Yeah. It's, it's definitely yeah. more manageable, manageable yeah. for me that way, too. And it's, like, really specifically about something that I'm interested in. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I I left, I, I left Marymount, actually, because I was in a band with my ex-boyfriend, and we did a tour um, down to Savannah, Georgia, from Martha's Vineyard, and then back up. And then that was, like, and I mean, we were like 18, 19. It was a nightmare. It was terrible because we like didn't know what we were doing. And there was no <laughs> demand for a tour. Like, no one cared. No one wanted to see us play. And we were really bad. <laughs> the band was not good. Um, but while I was there, I saw we opened for. I'm just, I'm going on like a full tangent now. But That's I'll exactly just keep what going. this is okay, for. Okay, cool. We saw um, Big Thief perform, which is like, they're huge now. And, and they were like on a bill with us back in like 2015 and seeing her perform really changed I like I remember watching it and being like oh if I just had I had that like Virginia Woolf like room of one's own like epiphany if I was like I just if I just had a room and like a guitar and I was like all I had to do was like write songs and like I just made that a priority like I I was like I think I could like do it I think I could be really good at it but, like, now I'm in this situation where I'm, like, in a band kind of, like, with someone else. Someone else is writing the songs, and, like, it's like, oh, like, I don't know. Something about that performance, like, really, like, set something off in me. Um, and I'm really glad that we did that tour just, like, kind of for that moment. And then I went to I went to college again because we broke up, and it was terrible. And I went to Hampshire College, and that, like, really didn't work out. And then after I had I'd, I'd failed, I felt like I'd failed college twice. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do it a third time, because if it doesn't work a third time, then, like, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> so then I dropped out, and then, um, yeah, once I did, I felt so much better. And I felt so much more driven, because I was, I just, I had to make choices for myself. Yeah. And had control of your own time, suddenly. Yeah, that's a better way to say it, yeah. Yeah. Earlier, I asked you about musical influences, and uh, you mentioned Big Thief. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to hear that you actually played a show with them yeah. back in the day. Like, that's yeah. pretty amazing. What is it about that sound or style that appealed to you back then and, and continues to today? Oof, that's a good question. Um, well, they've changed a lot, actually, um, since I saw them play, and they played... Um, a lot 
off the album, it was like A Sides was the record that they were they were like giving out CDs. They were like really not famous at all, which is like we traded CDs big thief, and they were like, oh cool, like we'll listen to yours. Like we sucked, and they were so good, um, but they were really nice and like acted like we were like on the same level, um, which was like it was it was her and Buck Meek, Adrian Linker and Buck Meek, and they um, like played these like kind of like like it was like a like folkier. But like really like like really tight band. The band was just like together, and it was like really lyrically driven. She's like an such an incredible songwriter. I think I, what I really liked about it was that she was kind of the front man and like doing it and like really creating it. And the band was just um, like enhancing her sound. But it wasn't this like straight up like folk music. It was like this kind of like folk mixed with like. But like pop and like kind of like indie rock this like sound that like kind of embodied all of the things that I really liked but I didn't know how to like how, what my sound was gonna be and then I saw them and I was like oh she's doing it and it's like if I was gonna write a song I would want it to sound like this which sounds like I'm just copying everything that they do which it's not, it's not the case but it really inspired me to like I was like oh this is possible like yeah I don't know if that makes any sense it makes a good deal of sense, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, to the contrary. Um, in terms of your own process of writing songs... Yeah. Do you usually start with lyrics or, like, a riff or a chord progression? Does it vary? Uh, thinking back to maybe the last couple that, that you've written, does there seem to be any sort of formula for that? Yeah, for sure. I have this, like, ongoing list of notes in my phone... So, like, throughout the day, I'll just, like, have a thought. It's usually while I'm walking, be walking somewhere, or, like, on, like, a plane or in a car or on a train or something. I'll have a thought and then just jot down, like, type out, like, a little idea. And then I'll, like, accumulate all of these thoughts. And then um, the other thing is that you have to, like, sit down and, like, decide you're going to write a song. You're not just going to, like write one so I'll sit down with a guitar like decide that I'm gonna write a song and then go through all of the notes like work out a progression and then um and then just start like toying with melodies that go with the um little ideas that I've written down and it kind of goes from there I think I I start with the first line and then just build off of it Hmm. and usually like other notes like come in throughout the the rest of the song uh at the time of this recording you've got three singles up on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got some more songs on YouTube, uh, but you have an album coming out, which is very exciting. Yeah. Party City. Yeah. What what era um, of your life are these songs from? Oh. And is there any sort of theme amongst them? Yeah. I have... This is a, That's a question that I've been thinking a lot about because... It's not really, like, it's not, like, a concept album, and they don't all, like, have to do with each other necessarily. It's, but it, they are cohesive in the way that um, it's it's all in the last two years, not even, like, a year and a half of my life. And in my, like, Spotify bio thing, it says, like, something like, like, pink eyeshadow wearing New York City girl who writes songs about not having all the answers <laughs> and that's I think awesome. that that's like a good way to like it's just kind of like yeah I don't know either like I really don't like I don't know I'm, I'm just I'm just writing about my life and I, I think there's something about like 
being really honest that like sets me apart maybe it's just like like a caterpillar you're uh, a moth and a flame and a caterpillar your new girlfriend's so cute it's a shame I have to kill her <laughs> like we're just people like I'm je- I don't know I'm jealous of people and I'm like bratty and whiny and I I don't know what's going on most of the time <laughs> and I'm like always like like obsessively in love or like heartbroken or you know like I just I'm kind of a mess and I'm I <laughs> and I'm I don't know I'm just honest I'm rambling now about nothing but yeah I think that's kind of the general vibe of the songs songs about not knowing <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know if that sounds good or makes any sense no it does okay. and and like you said like there is some real rawness to that honesty yeah yeah <clears throat> uh speaking of caterpillar at this at this show at as you were introducing Caterpillar, you said something about how it was a song about revenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that joke was like totally, totally lost they, yeah, in translation. Totally lost. They Everyone just sort of like funny. nodded. A lot of the time I get a big laugh, but I did not today. <laughs> no, I think it seemed like everyone just took it really seriously. Yeah, they took it super seriously and they were like fully waiting for like a dark revenge song, yeah. which Caterpillar is not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That, yeah, I got a kick out of that. Yeah. Uh, you've got some shows in London coming up, too. Yeah. And are working with a label there. Yeah, so the way that I got introduced to this label is, like, kind of a really bizarre story. My best friend, Halif, um, we lived together in New York, and she is Icelandic. Um, and after college, she graduated college, um, moved back to Iceland. And so last summer, I went on a trip with two of my friends to visit her and while I was there we shot the music video for Cursed which is you know it's just like ridiculous like me and like in all white and then these two boys in like bright yellow raincoats like dancing behind me like in the Icelandic hills it's like totally ridiculous but um I really love that video and um so there's a music festival in Iceland that happens in November called Airwaves this band called Girl Ray was playing at the Airwaves Festival, and Halif met them, met the band, started hanging out with them. Girl Ray is signed with um, Mashi Mashi Records, and Steven, who is the um, like head of the label, met Halif, and then I guess somehow saw my saw my curse video, and then sent me like a an email and. Um, and I directed him, like, right to my manager. I've still, like, really never spoken to Steven. But, uh, yeah, right. since then, we've been we've been talking. It's been since November, so it's been, like, what, like, ten months? Hmm. Yeah. And this album was recorded in New York? Yeah. Uh, what was that process like for you? Um, it was really interesting. We started, like, writing the songs. I think, I think since I met Alan, my manager, I've been a lot more compelled to write songs because it's so much easier to write something if you have someone to like send it to and there's a potential like project in play you know so I I would just write these little songs on my guitar the guitar that he lent me actually and I would send him voice memos and if something like caught his eye if or his ear he would um like send back a little beat and then I'd record the song to the beat 
And then from there, he'd, like, kind of work out a track, um, and I'd tell him what was working, what wasn't working, what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, and we'd really just, like, put together a track before I ever went into the studio. And then go into the studio, like, cut a vocal, cut, um, like, background vocals, and then um, we send it to uh, Andy Baldwin, who does the mixing for all of the songs. And then, like, do, like, a few drafts of, of that. And then, um, yeah, that's how we did Cursed. And that's also how we did Caterpillar. It was pretty much the same. 10,000 Pesos is, like, so stripped down, super raw. And then, yeah, I mean, some of them are really just so, like, DIY. Like, like Party City hasn't hasn't come out yet. And I don't, no one's going to know any of these songs. They haven't come out. But Party City is, um, like, the vocal and the guitar is, like, literally from a voice memo from my phone. And it just, like, we liked it. So we just built off of that. That's so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's good. It's, like, we you don't have to be pretentious about it. Like, it's a good microphone and, like, it sounds good. I don't know. I'm really not, like, a sound... Like, a, I don't... Like, a sound engineering is, like, not my thing at all. Hmm. So it doesn't matter so much to me. No. I mean, technology's improving, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, you can get a long way with, you know, that supercomputer you carry around in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you learned uh, during recording that you're going to take into, say, the second album or EP or whatever it turns out to be and... Uh, like, anything you wish you would have known before starting this last time? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I I have a better idea of, like, what my sound is and what I want it to sound like. I definitely, before I put these songs together, was, like, just, I was writing folk, folky folk songs. Just, like, um, and I had no really, like, idea of what I was hearing like instrument wise because it was just songs that I was writing on a guitar and I didn't really see like I was like I don't know I don't have a band I don't even why would I be thinking about what the drums are going to sound like there I don't have a drummer you know um but then once we put these songs together now I'm I'm writing with um like a, a bigger sound in mind and I think it probably um like frees me up as a writer because um I can articulate those other sounds as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, switching gears, you said, uh, well, this is your first podcast. Yeah. Which is awesome. I love podcasts. Um, and this is my first podcast in, in, like, a good long while. Yeah. So I gotta thank you for, like, getting me off my ass. Oh, and thank you. Like I just, pressing I record just am finally. open to be on anyone's podcast. I want to be, I love podcasts. Yeah, uh, which is actually what I wanted to mention. Uh, you you mentioned uh, Mark Maron's uh, show earlier. Yeah, uh, like, is there any is there anything else you listen to on a regular basis? Yeah, um, I like I like Mark Maron's podcast a lot. Um, that's I mean that's like my Mark Maron's my number one. That's He's number my one. <laughs> I would marry him. I love him. Um, there's a few others. I mean, there's a lot that like they just never they just. You need a, for a good podcast, you gotta, like, I mean, I feel like, because you can listen to a whole, if someone does one season of a podcast and there's, like, 15 episodes, like, I'll burn through that in, like, two days, mm. you know? 
Or, like, probably not two days. I mean, it depends on what I'm doing. But, like, Mark Maron has, like, thousands of episodes. Like, you could listen to Mark Maron for, like, years and years and years. Yeah, because he's just doing it continuously. He's doing it. You can always be listening to Mark Maron. And that's what (laughs) I'm looking for in a podcast. I like Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. I like, what is it called? Like, Song Explosion or something? That's definitely not the name of it. I just started listening to it. It's where they, like, break down songs and, like, show you how they wrote a song, and they have all of the different tracks. You can hear them individually, and Mm -hmm. the artists talk about them. That one's cool. Um, Oh, like, Modern Love, New York Times podcast, Modern Love. That's just love stories. Um, And they have, like, celebrity guests reading the stories. Yeah, a big fan of podcasts. As am I. (laughs) It's a great medium. It's so good. What advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Oh. Oh, my God. Well, I often think that if I were 18 right now, like, just don't even go to college. <laughs> and it's, like, not good advice for, like, like it's not advice that I would give to, like, all 18-year-olds because I think college is great for some people. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, sometimes I'm like, I should have just moved to New York when I was 18. Like, where would I be now if I just, like, started earlier? But, like... At the same time, I wouldn't have lived with the same people. I wouldn't have met. I wouldn't have played that exact show where I met my manager. Like things, it wouldn't have worked out the same way. I don't know where I would be if I moved to New York at eighteen. I might not be where I am. I don't know. Um, but I do feel like once I I moved, I just I feel like I found myself in New York. And even though I was I was going to college in New York, but I was like in school in the Upper East Side, and feel like I was really living there. I I guess just write more. I'd give myself, like, a playlist to listen to. I'd be like, listen to these songs, write more songs. Um, it's okay. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> I don't know. Everything in its own time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and advice for aspiring artists of any age, but, uh, maybe, you know, the younger generation, um, because at this point, like, Hey, you're fairly accomplished. I mean, you just played the first show of your like first international tour. <laughs> You've got an album coming out. Um, and, of course, like, there's always more to do. Like, there's farther to go. Yeah. But um, you've come a long way since you were, like, driving down to Savannah, Georgia uh, at 18. Yeah. Um, so for anyone sitting around, like, writing a song thinking about playing music but really not knowing where to where to go or where to start yeah. like what would you tell them yeah I mean like literally just what I did when I when I first got to New York is I just like found venues and emailed them I think I sent out like like 20 emails I just looked and I was like okay Pete's Candy Store shows all the time like Rockwood Music Hall like they have like amateur I didn't want to go to open mics because I don't want to like sit through a thousand bad people and then play two songs that like I'm not interested in what these people you know it's just not (laughs) that's it's really snobby of me but I just I wanted to like do a set and like invite people to come and like have it be my show so um yeah get like I mean eight or nine songs together and just like email venues near you and um put a show together and then like you know like make it a project make posters invite everybody that you know invite like literally everybody <laughs> and um cast the wide. and then like how fun if you have a show and then everyone you know comes up and there's like 30 people there and that's so cool that was what happened to me my first show and it was like blew my mind it was so 
cool. And I was like, wow, I was so proud. I was like, I put this together. Yeah. It was oh, a good feeling. And when you, when you see the, like, the return on your investment, people actually show up. Yeah. That is a good feeling. It's so, it was, I was so shocked, and it felt so good. It was, like, such a warm feeling. It was like, oh, my God, that guy that I worked with, like, four years ago, like, remembered me <laughs> and, like, saw my Facebook invite and came to the show. That's sick. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh well, but then also, also, don't be afraid, like, sometimes that doesn't happen, and you're gonna be in a room where, like, it's two strangers, and you still have to play, and, like, don't think that's not gonna happen, because that's gonna happen, and that sucks, but, like, you have to do it. Hmm. And you just play for those two strangers. Yeah. Because they, they need the music. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't, but <laughs> you need to be playing, because you signed <laughs> up for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't just bail at that you point. You can't, yeah. That and you was, can't give, I mean, bad. you can't, like, let that, like, it's a really terrible feeling, but you can't let it, like, make you want to give up. You have to keep doing it, even though you're going to have to play shitty shows. Like, yeah. Hmm. Do you, uh, do you ever have any, like, negative self-talk these days? Oh, my God, yes, all how the do time. You, how do you snap out of it um, when you feel it? I mean, a lot of it comes from going on Instagram, and, like, I think the biggest thing that contributes to it is, like, comparing myself to other people who are my age, who are more successful, or, you know, like, like that, like, is everybody hanging out without me feeling I get that all the time? The Yeah, it's God, terrible. Um, but, but I think that, I think that getting out of your own world for a second is kind of important, like, just, like... I mean, podcasts are great because you're just, like, listening to two other people have a conversation and you can relate it to your life, but it's not... It's Or just, like, watching them, getting really excited about a TV show or a book or something or, like, taking a walk and just getting perspective, you know, getting out of your head for a little bit. I don't know if I am good at that. I'm, like, saying it like I am, but I don't... I don't know if I am, but that that is what I try to do, and it does help a lot. And I think living in a city also, like, really helps me because... I was just thinking about this in the subway, and I was just telling you this in the subway, that I feel very comfortable, like, I'm definitely an introverted person, but I feel very comfortable being, like, on a train or on a street where it's, like, lots of other single, solo people, like, walking to a destination, because you're alone, but you're also, like, not so alone, we're all, like, in the same city, like, going somewhere, I don't know, something about that helps a lot somehow. I don't know. That just that <laughs> doesn't really answer your question. I don't know if it does. Oh, it totally does. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, not only does it answer my question, it sounds like the beginning of a song, maybe. Uh, maybe. Being alone together, everyone going their own direction, yeah. but kind of moving in unison. Yeah, something about that is nice. I don't know. That's a great image. Yeah. Yeah, the negatives, that's huge, though, the negative like the voice in your head that makes you feel bad i have that fully totally and it's terrible mm. but um take a step back i think it's the best advice that's what i try to do <laughs> just breathe in yeah 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 well new york paris london coming up mm -hmm. what other cities or destinations are on your your travel list uh, like dream destinations, I'll Ooh. say. Where would you love to go? Um, I would love to spend some more time in LA. I've been before, but not so much like as an adult. Yeah, I would really like to go there. I would like to play some shows there. 
Um, I would I'd like to go to Tokyo. Mm. Um, I'd like to do more like Europe. I still feel like there's a lot more of Europe to see. I think Italy looks beautiful. Um, I always said when people ask me this, I would always say Paris. Now I'm in Paris. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's surreal. Yeah. Yeah. You have any idea when the when the album's coming out? No, I have no idea. It? I don't even know if I should like be talking. Even about. Try, I don't even know. If try to say. Yeah, I mean, it's like a very like working. We're working on a mini album, but it's like very. We're just in the beginning stages, right? Kind of. We have most of it recorded, but the timeline. I don't know. Um, it may be a few like single releases first, um, even like re-releases with Mashi Mashi, maybe, like, UK exclusive releases before the album. Like, I really don't know what's going on with that. But um, tentatively, it's going to be called Party City, and it's six or seven songs. Um, Yeah. In that case, um, do you want to direct people to any website or web presence? Yeah. keep an eye on things and wait for that to drop check out a couple of singles in the meantime yeah uh yeah you can well you can listen to the music under my name charlotte rose benjamin it's everywhere it's on spotify and apple music and everything and um you can stay updated by following me on instagram it's just at charlo benji c-h-a-r-l-o-b-e-n-j-i and I'll post. I always am posting about shows and upcoming projects and things there. Excellent. Yeah. Any other parting words? Uh, no, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. This hey, was so fun. That's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, please visit chancebychance.com. And thank you for listening.